Psycho Steve presents. Hey guys and girls, this is Psycho Steve, and you're listening to my podcast called Hair Today, Gone Tomorrow, a weekly podcast about rock, metal, everything about good music. And today, we are very fortunate and blessed to have one of my favorite singer-songwriters of all time, Mr. John Karabi. So good day, sir. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm sitting on a rainbow. Thank you so much for taking my call and making this happen. Uh, I've been a fan since the screen days and forward. Uh, I just wanted to say, you know, this is really awesome to have you, and we're going to just get right into it. We know the Daisies just came out with a new album, and you came out with a solo album, too, which I started playing also with the Live at Nashville. Yes. So let's talk about Dead Daisies, first of all. Dead Daisies has been out for several years now. Who came up with the name? It's, it's funny it was um, basically the band was started by our guitar player David Lowy okay. and a, a gentleman named John Stevens uh, a singer he's a, an amazing singer actually I might add and um, John John took over uh, in excess when Michael Hutchins passed away wow and um so I guess they were, you know, they were starting this thing and they were writing music. And um, I guess apparently John had an issue with his heart. And he went, he went to a doctor, he got a physical, and then on his way home, uh, or the next day or something, whatever, the, the doctor called him and said, seriously, dude, you need to drop whatever you're doing now and go to the hospital and he had to have some crazy like open heart surgery triple bypass or whatever and the doctor just basically said to him you know listen you know the the rock and roll lifestyle isn't the healthiest on the planet and he just basically said to john if you don't get your shit together you're going to be pushing up daisies Uh so you need to you need to reel yourself in a little bit and stop with you know certain things that he was doing and you need to you need to reel yourself in or you'll you'll be pushing up daisy so they kind of came up with the name david and john came up with the name the dead daisies so it just it just kind of stuck from there gotcha and that's how the band formed as well yeah then i i believe um uh david you know uh David and John called uh, Richard Fortis, then they got Marco involved. Uh, they had an Australian drummer for a bit, but he didn't work out, and then they eventually wound up with Brian. And then, um, for some reason, they had a trip to Cuba in 2015 that they were supposed to do, but John was going through some things, and um, uh, basically he couldn't he couldn't leave Australia at the time. He had some uh, legal things he had to deal with, and he had to also he had some commitments with his solo career. So um, they basically called me, and I've been here ever since. Sweet. Okay. Uh, besides guitar, I've seen you play harmonica and sing. Do you play any other instruments? I'm kind 
kind of a jack of all trades, master of none of them. Um, you know, I, I, I will, uh, in the past, I have sat down at a piano. Uh, there was a song that I did with um, Motley uh, when we did a quaternary album. Uh, there was a song that I wrote called Friends. Um, and it was enough, like I could sit down enough to play the song uh, or like write the song. Right on. So I, I basically wrote it on the piano and I had the melody and everything like that. And I could kind of put it together, but it took me forever to actually track the song. And then I had a very good friend of mine, uh, Scott Humphrey. Uh, I had Scott, who was also a Canadian. Um, <clears throat> I had him come in and he was a piano player. So he actually, once he heard the song and, and my my rough form, he actually sat down and tracked it so that it was, you know, it was obviously done properly. But I can I can play like a few different instruments, like drums. Right. If I needed to, I could actually do a drum track, but I would have to play a part and then play a different part and then put the two of them together. You know what I mean? Not well enough to where I could I could go on stage and literally play a whole song, but I could play enough or play enough to lay a track down and record it, you know what I mean? Sweet. Okay. Besides anybody, uh, besides yourself being a musician, is it, and you're, I know your son's a musician as well. Yes. Anyone else in your family? No, that's the weird thing. Like, my mom, my mom was, I would say my mom was a big part of me loving music. Right. But no, nobody in my family played a lick of anything until me and and now my son is uh you know an amazing drummer right. and he's also uh he, he can't sit down and play the guitar where he can write but he's really good with lyrics and different things like that so he could um, he could actually sit down and, and help write a song but um it's just me and him Gotcha. All right. Uh, I know you guys have performed together, but is there any chance of you guys collaborating on anything like a song, writing, or performing out as far as or recording something together? Yeah, actually, to be honest with you, I've got off. Uh, I've got off a little bit in October. Um, I want to blow the dust off, uh, you know, some of the old material, and I want to get back out and I want to start doing some shows again. So. I've got a couple weeks in October where I want to go do some shows, and then to be honest with you, I believe um, I've got off like the first four months of next year. So I'm going to try and go do a few weeks over in Europe acoustically, and then I want to come back and get my guys together and um, try and get out and go do some shows again, just on the weekends though. Okay. And then I want to come home during the week and try and start laying new music down for a solo record. Wow, awesome. Okay, yeah. you heard that here first, everybody, an exclusive. So, and I can also help you get some shows on the East Coast and everything like that. New York, New Jersey, Philly market. I do have a couple friends that would love to, you know, have you come out and rock out like you always do. So, well, if I, you know, it's it's funny because that's where I cut my teeth. I'm originally from Philadelphia. Right on. I grew born and raised, and and um, you know, I cut my teeth in the Jersey. Delaware, Maryland, 
Philadelphia, um, you know, North Jersey, Central Jersey club circuit. So nice. Um, yeah, like coming back there for me is is it's always awesome because I get to see a bunch of family and friends that I haven't seen in a gazillion years. So it's awesome. Right on. We're gonna also ask you the question is if you didn't become the rock star that you are today, what would you even be doing? Like, do you have a trade? Did you go to school for something and you just pursued music and put the other thing on back burner? Um, I think, to be honest with you, um, if I wasn't doing this, I would just be doing something simple like um, probably driving like a truck or something. Okay. Um, you know, I, I don't really have... I don't really have other skills. Um, <laughs> really? And, um, you know, it was weird when I was growing up in, in Philly. I, I rarely went to school, right? Which I got into quite a bit of trouble for. And um, I just, I was just convinced that I was going to be a musician, and so I, I wasn't interested in. You know, I wasn't interested in wood shop or electric shop or the automotive shop when I was going to high school. Right. I could care less. I just was like, I'm going to school. And more times than not, I would take my guitar with me. Right. And I'd walk in school and I would go to homeroom, sign in, and then walk out. <laughs> and I would just sit in the back, back of the high school and, you know, not that I'm proud of it, but I literally go in smoke a joint and just sit there and play my guitar all day wow didn't care I just wanted to be a musician and it worked out for me right on yeah you know, but um, yeah there's there, other than which I enjoy I do enjoy driving like my wife laughs at me now we have a I have a huge motorhome like like the size of a tour bus wow and um so she'll laugh at me she, you know we'll leave I live in Nashville now cool and um we'll literally go down to see her mom in Florida and I will drive the whole way without stopping and she's like Jesus I don't know how you do this I love it man I just sit there and I listen to the NFL network and she goes in the back and watches TV and I'll just sit there and drive so probably truck driver would be my my trade of choice if I had to nice speaking of cars and trucks what kind of car do you drive what kind of car do I drive yeah I'm a bit of car enthusiast, so I used to be in the well, car business. I actually have. My dad passed away in 2014. Sorry to hear. Uh, he, he lived in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Oh, okay. And um, when he passed away, he bought an old El Camino. Awesome. And he was going to refurbish it and all this other stuff. And for lack of a better term, it was a total piece of shit. Like, even when I asked his mechanic, I go, could I drive this back down in Nashville? And he just started laughing his ass off. And he goes, no, I wouldn't do it. So anyway, I brought the car. I, tow I put it on a trailer, and I towed it down here to Nashville. And just, I guess, out of sentimental reasons, I said, I'm, I'm going to refurbish this car. Um... I'm going to refurbish this car in my dad's honor, whatever. Sweet. So I literally gutted the car. It had a 267 engine in it. Right. Um, and I had a buddy of mine.
and do a bunch of the body work and repainted it and I bought new tires and new rims um, I put it I put a brand new out of the out of the crate uh, small block Chevy 350 in it nice transmission new transmission like I think the only thing on that car that is original at this point is the windows <laughs> cool but uh, it, it's really it's, it's still I still it still needs a little more love but um it's it's pretty badass like I drive that car around Nashville and I got people that just pull up next to me all the time and they're like thumbs up and god I haven't seen a car that you know like that in you know 20 years but it's a 1980 okay. um, El Camino it's pretty cool cool you definitely have to text me a picture of it I'd love to see it there's a few if you go onto my Instagram Instagram page okay. uh, it's jkarabi59 okay if you go on my Instagram page you'll see See, there's there's quite a few photos of it. I, I put them on like in stages. When I first got it, it was maroon, right? And and now it's black with two silver racing stripes down the front. It's it's pretty cool. Awesome. All right. So with that, it's your daily driver. Now, when you got your first advanced from either the Scream or when you did the Crew album or Rat and everything, what you buy? Um, I, you know, honestly, with the screen, the advance that we got wasn't very much. And and to be quite honest with you, I was already, you know, at that point, I was married when I left Philadelphia. Right. And I had a daughter. And then I moved to California, and then my son came along shortly after. So my first advance was just, just used to try to keep my head above water. Okay. But when I when I got um, when I finally got my first I guess bonuses and publishing things when I joined Motley, right? Um, I basically moved my family from a not so good area in Hollywood. We moved up to uh, I rented a home in this area called Thousand Oaks, California. I'm familiar with it. And yeah, so we moved up there. I rented a home. Um, and then I basically went out and bought a reliable car. It was a little bit, it was a little manly. And basically what I did is I bought a brand new 1993 um, Ford Bronco, but the full size ones. Oh, like OJ had. Yeah, but mine was, it was called a night truck. So every part of the truck was black. Awesome. The doorknobs, the antenna, the grill, like everything was black. And then I lifted it, put big fat tires on it. And and that was my one big uh, purchase. My one big purchase. And the, honestly, the rest of it, it was just, you know, it was putting my kids in better schools and making sure they had good clothes. And because at that point, um, you know, it, it wasn't like I was starving to death, but we were definitely living on a, an extremely tight budget. So I was able to kind of spoil my kids a little bit. You know what I mean? Awesome. All right. Now, speaking of the crew, speaking of the screen and rat, uh, do you still talk to any of the previous members of your previous bands? Yeah, I mean, um, I just honestly, um, I've been talking 
talking quite a bit with uh, Juan Alberetti from The Scream. Okay. Awesome. Um, I do talk to Mick Mars on occasion. The other guys, not so much. I, I, I did see Vince about a year ago. Right. Um, at a festival here. He played and I played. Um, and then we went on his bus and we sat and we were bullshitting about stuff and laughing about the old days and, you know, whatever. Um, had a cocktail with him and then I had to split and go home. But um, um, Tommy and Nikki, I haven't really spoken with in a really long time. Okay. Um, in the scream, I talked to Juan Alderetti. Um, Walt, our drummer, unfortunately passed away about seven years ago, eight years ago. And then um, the union, I still keep in touch with everybody. Bruce Coolidge, Brent Fitz, Jamie Hunting, we all talk. Awesome. Rat, I don't really talk to um, Bobby Blosser. Okay. Um, but I do, on occasion, I'll talk with... Um, you know, Warren, Steven, um, and like my buddy Robbie Crane was in the band when I was in the band, so I'll talk with him. But cool. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still I'm still friends reasonably with almost everybody I've ever been in a band with, so it's all good. Cool. All right. So on your free time, from touring to recording, what do you do for fun? Do you like to cook? Do you like to bake? Do you garden? Okay, my, my biggest thing, uh, probably my other massive passion, right. I'm a little bit of a, I'm a little bit of a, like my buddy's kid with me and they call me Rain Man, <laughs> but um, um, I do, in, uh, listen, when I get home from tour, normally I, I'll just come home and I'll chill out around my house with my wife and my son and just kind of hang you know what I mean I'm I usually I'm so beat up from the tours that I just want to just chill out and have a nice dinner or whatever nice but come September it's all about NFL football like I'm a huge football junkie okay like massive so um, my buddies laugh at me because I have one friend of mine David Stonich and he'll get into some of these fantasy leagues and um, he just laughs he's like you know let, like uh, probably the last couple of years I've helped him pick his fantasy team and he's he's always like he's always in the, in the running because of some of the choices that I help him with. So he's funny. He calls me the football rain man, whatever. <laughs> so since you're from Philly, I'm assuming you're an Eagles fan. Huge Eagles fan, yes. So congrats for your win. <laughs> yep. But I'm not, you know what, honestly, I'm not one of those... Uh, I'm not one of those cocky shit talking, you know, right. whatever. Like it is what it is, you know. Uh, I'm just, I'm just completely blown away over the fact that we probably weren't even on paper. We probably shouldn't have even gotten to the Super Bowl, let alone win the thing. Right. So, um, I'm just really, really excited about it, and, you know, uh, and and what the team has done in the last year or two. So it's pretty awesome. Sweet. All right. Totally different subject. But what was your first tattoo? It was actually my first wife, um, my son's mother. Um, she didn't want me to get any tattoos. 
so the first thing that I did, which is actually the kiss of death, um, <laughs> I but you. I went out and I got my name and her name, you know, on my thing. And so she was mad that I got a tattoo, but then she wasn't that mad because her name was on it. So it was, it was awesome. Wow. Okay. And then I, and then I went completely ape shit crazy after that. So yeah, I know they're very, thick, now. I hear you. I have my ex is on my name, on myself as well. It's connected with my children's name and stuff like that. So yeah, kiss of death. Even my, my wife now, she's like, do not, do not. You can get any tattoo you want. Do not get my name anywhere on your body. Yeah. It's like it's the biggest jinx ever. True story. So, new album with the Dead Daisies just yep. came out a couple of weeks ago. Incredible. Love it. Thank you. Um, as far as in, now we have the departure of Brian and brought over Dean. How did that come about? You know, Brian, um, Brian's always been like, he, he's, he's actually probably one of the most talented musicians, not a drummer, musicians that I've ever met in my life. Like the guy is a sick drummer, probably one of the great rock drummers out there. He's always in demand for stuff. Um, I mean, even last year when we were taking breaks from the tour, in between doing stuff with the Daisies, he was out doing shows with people like, um, you know, Foreigner. Right. Then he'd go out and he would do something with Steven Tyler. Um, he did some stuff with Don Felder. So he was, he's all over the place. That guy can play anything. But as great as he is on drums, he's, he's that good on guitar and songwriting and recording as well. Really? Yeah, it's, dude, that guy, I want to punch him right in his balls sometimes. It's like, he is so fucking talented. Like, he's literally, he can play guitar as well as most lead guitar players. It's crazy. Wow. Um, so he just kind of, I think he was to the point where, um, you know, he hadn't spent a lot of time with his family uh, the last couple of years. So I think he just wanted to get off the boat so that he could he could maybe stay home, do a solo record, um, and hang with his wife and daughters. You know what I mean? Right on. And I, I can't blame him for that. And then, you know, like I said, Brian's always in demand. So he figured if he just stayed at home, he could just do some pickup gigs with Farner, Tyler, Don Felder, or whatever. And then go home and work on his solo record. So I can't knock him for that. True. And then, um, you know, Doug and Marco had played with Dean in the past. So as soon as we got to New York, uh, we didn't even know Brian was leaving until we got to New York to start writing the next, this new record, Burn It Down. Right. And uh, once we got there, everybody was, I don't want to say in a panic, but we're like, oh shit, we need a drummer. Like, who do we call? You know, and immediately, Marco and Doug both said, let's call Dean Castronovo. And, um, you know, Dean came down. He was um, incredibly energetic, positive, um, and he's a great drummer and musician in his own right. Absolutely. Um, so he came in. Um, obviously, it's well documented. Dean had some issues a few years back. He was very forthcoming and honest about all this stuff. And um, just 
let's give this a shot. So um, we worked on some music for about a week. Um, then Dean went home and we called him up and we said, all right, dude, let's move forward. You know what I mean? So Sweet. he came into the studio and he just... I think he did an amazing job on the drums on the record. He really kicked ass. So um, I'm happy to have him on board. I 100% agree because I've I've been a fan of his, uh, all of you guys, selectively, collectively. You know, since I saw him with Bad English, and then I yep. saw him, you know, saw him with Journey quite a few times, and then he has that other project, Revolution Saints. You know, I'm just like, wow. Well, and the, and, and the biggest the biggest thing too that he brings is probably vocally yeah um the backing vocals now are just sick right you know what i mean so it's 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 great he's a great he's got a great sense of humor um when he came in i just you know I, i've got like that kind of uh humor that you may you, you're either gonna laugh your ass off or you're gonna want to punch me in the face but he totally took it the right way and and you know I've been riding Dean like a bike since he hooked up with us so right on. it's um yeah it's it's a good thing man we we have a blast and uh, I've actually become really good friends with them. You know what I mean? It's it's awesome. Well, that's really important, you know, to be in a band together and actually say, hey, we can also hang outside the show. You know, there's been so many, so much tension with so many other former bands with so much tension. But when it's cool to hear that you guys can hang outside doing your profession, it's good. And it's also keeping him on a straight and narrow path because of his previous past and stuff, you know, which is great. Yeah. No, it's, 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 um, you know, this is one of those rare things, man. Like, again, I was saying earlier, you know, we're, we're all, we all realize to be involved in this business 30 plus years later, each one of us individually, the fact that we're still doing records, we feel very blessed about that. Um, we've all known each other. I've known Marco, um, you know, for 20 years. Wow. Um, you know, um, same with before with Brian and all that stuff. Now, David and David and, and, and uh, Dean, right. you know, um, I've known David now for about four years. He's a great dude. Um, I've met Dean now. Great dude. And I've known Doug. Doug is also a Philly guy. Right. Um, I've know I knew Doug before he ever moved to California. Wow. So I uh, Doug was like sixteen or seventeen years old, and he used to come and see one of the bands that I was in back in Philadelphia. So I've known him forever as well. We're finally getting the chance to play with each other. Sweet. So it's it's a, it's this weird combination of old friends. We all have a lot of the same influences. Um, we just, we all feel incredibly grateful that we're still making music. So we're just having fun, man. We're just, we're just enjoying this whole ride. Awesome. Speaking of influences, uh, who would you say if they were still alive, or if they are alive or dead, if you had a dream musician to play with that you never recorded or played out with, who would it be? I can tell you, I can give you three right now off the top of my head. Go it would it. be Paul McCartney. Okay. I, I, I'm a huge, huge McCartney fan. Okay. Um, I love Paul McCartney. 
thing I would love at some point, I actually had the opportunity to sit down and play a song with them. Um, but I would love to sit in a room and create something with Steven Tyler. Okay. And I would love to sit in a room and create something with Jimmy Page. Wow. That's some rock royalty right there. That's my three. That's pretty awesome. I'm sure you can make it happen because you're you're part of the rock royalty crew also. I don't know about royalty. I might be like a court jester or something, but whatever. <laughs> it's all good. It's okay. All right. Um, now, going on the road, coming out with the new album, do we have any bands that are going to be doing direct support or is it up to the venue or the owner of the club? Uh, to say, okay, we're going to have you have this band that's going to do support for you, or are you guys bringing anyone else on the road with you? Well, when we do America, or North America, um, we're taking out Dizzy Reed. Dizzy Reed has a side band called Hookers and Blow. Awesome. I'm familiar with Alex Rossi, right? Yep, Alex, um, Dizzy. Um, I guess for this run, the bass player is going to be Robbie Crane. Cool. Uh, that I played with in Rat. Right. So it's going to be a lot of fun, man. I've known those guys. I actually did a few shows, got back in like 2004 or five with um, Dizzy called me and asked me to play guitar with them. And they did a, a residency at a, at a club in Destin, Florida during spring break. So we did like two and a half weeks worth of shows down there together. And it was probably truly one of the most debaucherous fun two weeks of my life it was insane gotcha. so um i'm looking forward to it man it's going to be a lot of fun i'm sure there's going to be a lot of pranks and jokes and and surprises so it should be interesting hopefully someone's videoing a lot of this too i'm sure it will be absolutely so do you have any up and coming advice for the up and coming musicians out there you know what, man? Like, things have changed so much since I got into the music industry. Right. Um, all I can tell anybody is, like, new bands, is that you have things at your disposal that if you, if you learn to use them and you embrace using them will be very beneficial to your career. And that is social media like your instagram facebook twitter use those use them as much as you can and then youtube film things you know and put it on put it on youtube um constantly bombard them and bring the fans into your world you know what i mean and you know and then just be patient, stay strong, stay committed, and just follow your heart. You know what I mean? That, right that's it. Because, you know, obviously nowadays their radio is non-existent. Right. Um, you know, MTV, please forget about it. hasn't been existent in 10 years. I agree. Um, so you got to kind of create your own your own buzz your own excitement your own thing so now that there's things out there like you know 
iTunes and Pandora and Spotify and you know bands can go out they can record something in their own house with a you know learn to use Pro Tools you can record your own record you can put it on iTunes and Spotify and Pandora and all those things and then you can go out and do videos and put it on YouTube and then just tell the world as much as you can so it's kind of you're your own you're your own captain you know what I mean Absolutely. it's your own destiny so okay. stick with it right on a couple more questions because I know you have a couple other interviews coming up um, do you sing in the shower if I do it's usually some sort of a vocal warm up okay. on show days cool um, I kind of sing quite a bit, so when I don't have to, I try not to. Okay. Um, although there is always a guitar within arm's length of me, I have, like, my wife is actually like, God, do we need this many guitars in the house? I'm like, I don't know, do we need that many shoes? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> nice. Um, but, it, like, I, I'll, I'll have an acoustic guitar you know, I've got a couple in my house. Um, even on my RV, my motorhome, I have one on the RV. So, like, today, after I get done my interviews today, my wife and I are going to a lake about 30 minutes from my house. And we'll just hang out there for the weekend. And I'll have some cocktails. And then if an idea comes to me, I can just play my guitar, put it on my phone. Done. Nice. Um, but singing... You know, it was like a typical day with me is like, you know, trying to get as much sleep as I can when I'm on the road. Then it's, you know, get up, check out of a hotel, go to the airport, fly to the next city, check into a hotel. Then it's, you know, meet and greets, usually some interviews prior to the show. Um, then it's a 90 minute show Then it's a meet and greet afterwards. So for me, it's like when I'm in the shower, I'll just try and warm up a little bit. Okay. And then when I don't have to sing, I really don't want to sing. Like, I really want to try and save my voice. Even since I've been home this last three days, um, and it's funny, if you do a little research, you'll figure it out. But most vocal instructors will tell you the worst thing that you can do is talk. Right. And, you know, so Wednesday, I got up at 10 a.m. and I was uh, started doing 20-minute interviews, and I was still doing them at 8 o'clock that night. Wow. And then yesterday, I did 10 a.m. till 6 p.m. Wow. And then today, I'm doing 10 a.m. till about 4. Wow. So, you know what I mean? When I when I have the downtime, when I don't have to talk or sing or whatever, I just try to I just try to save my save my energy or save my strength or my vocal cords, whatever, until the next time. Gotcha. All right. Interesting. All right. Now, uh, besides the new CD, both of them, the live at Nashville. And the new Dead Daisies. What else can we promote? What can we expect in the near future? And also the tour. Uh, can we expect well, a book? we got... Yeah, I got the, uh, the you know, Live 94, One Night in Nashville came out in January. Right. Dead Daisies came out the first week of April. Um, we went on tour. We already did six weeks in Europe. And then we're 
coming back here in August and September. We're doing the United States and Canada. And then um, later in the year, November and December, we are going back over. We're going to do the Kiss Cruise in uh, early November. And then uh, we're heading over to right, right when we get off the boat, we're getting on a plane and we're heading to um, Europe again to do another swing um, for like a month, month and a half. And then... Um, you know, that's that's basically the nutshell for the daisies. But I guess apparently I just got an email from a record label in um, England right. called Rock Candy. Cool. And they are re-releasing the Scream album with some bonus live tracks on it. Wow. Yeah, so that's going to be really cool. 2018 for me is going to be pretty hectic. It's, you know, I'll have three albums come out this year. That's, so it's, that's it's pretty rough. crazy. So I guess I have to say it loud and proud and play and promote all three albums. So I already started promoting both um, the Daisies and your solo album. I just have to now promote your Scream well, if, bonus track. Well, if, if people are looking for the solo record, that's called One Night in Nashville, Live 94. That's on Rat Pack Records. Um, Burn It Down is the Dead Daisies. That's on Spitfire Records. And... Um, and then the Scream record is coming out later in the year, and that is on Rock Candy Records. Gotcha. So, so how can we good. how can we find you? Are you on all forms of social media, like you said before? I'm on Instagram. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I have a personal page, a fan page, and then um, if they want, they can go to johnkarabimusic.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. I really very much appreciate it. For my fans and my family, we are eternally grateful for what you've done and continue to do and do so well. Uh, we look forward to seeing you in August here in either... I'm probably coming to the Highline Ballroom, the New York City show. Yes. So, because I saw you last year, not at the Highline, but you played in Gramercy, was it? And yeah, I think I think it is. I'm not real familiar with the neighborhoods in New York. Gotcha. And then you, I also saw you with Evan Stanley, Paul's son's previous band, The Dives, at a place in Asbury Park. Yes. As well. So. Yes, that was a that was a lot of fun. Those guys are a great band. Absolutely. Thank you very much again, John. I really much appreciate it. All right, brother. All right. Thank you so much, my friend. Have a great weekend. All right. All right. You too. Take care. Psycho Steve presents. You can hear more from Psycho Steve on Heritage on Tomorrow every Wednesday on iTunes and SoundCloud. The interview sessions are also on YouTube. Get your merch at zazzle.com backslash Psycho Steve presents Heritage on Tomorrow. Follow Psycho Steve on all social media platforms. Facebook at Psycho Steve Rocks. Instagram at the underscore real underscore psycho underscore Steve. Twitter at Real Psycho Steve. For requests or dedications or if you're in a band and want us to play your music or be interviewed or for advertising inquiries, email us at 
Psycho Steve Presents at gmail.com. Psycho Steve Presents Hair Today Gone Tomorrow is brought to you by Pearlswag Enterprises LLC. Please join Psycho Steve every Wednesday and Friday here on.